Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. This is Kelly, your host. This week, we are gonna talk about Lauren and Jason. It's a very heavy Lauren and Jason episode. Do you remember when like Jason came back into her life and all those feelings you had and it was like watching your best friend go back with a shitty boyfriend, <laughs> except you've never spoken to Lauren Conrad because she left you on red? Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling too. I also want to apologize if my voice sounds kind of weird. I think I'm getting sick. I'm trying really hard not to get sick. But unfortunately, it's that time of year, right? When everyone is sick in your office and they're all sneezing all over everything. And some of them, you know, don't wash their hands. So then they touch door handles that you touch. Oh, working in an office is very stressful sometimes. <laughs> but I will say it's better for me than retail was because I was a little psychomaniac when I worked retail. Like I was so rude to everybody. So if you ever encountered me at Bath and Body Works or Dick Sporting Goods, I'd like to apologize for your experience. <laughs> but there's some things to talk about after the episode and a lot of new listeners, which is really cool. Thank you for giving the podcast a chance. This past week, we actually peaked at 47 on the TV and more charts. It's called like TV shows and something else charts. But that's just it's so crazy to me. I can't get over. I can't get over it. And I've been doing the podcast for a while and I know there was a little like time where I was really upset on the podcast all the time, like always really negative. And I'm just glad you guys stuck it out because like I said, I know I could be rough here and there. I, I want to be as real as I can with you guys all the time. I anyway, I'm, I'm really happy that you guys have decided to stick around and let's just get right into the episode because after this, we're going to talk about fucking Janelle Evans. Remember when I was like, I never want to talk about her again? Well, guess what? She has made her way back into the mainstream media, and I'm not happy about it. I guess one thing before we do jump into this episode, the headbands, Lauren's headbands. Apparently, she just wore them because she was, like, lazy about getting her roots done. And that kind of made me sad because I was like, oh, I thought she was just really passionate about her headbands. Like, no, she's just lazy like the rest of us, which I cannot fault her. It happens. We all get lazy. Right now, my hair is, like, pretty grown out. I try and get my hair cut every, like, five to six weeks just to kind of keep my Tina burger haircut look great looking fresh so I actually think that makes Lauren even more relatable <laughs> so you know this episode is going to be good because of the way it opens like the opening dialogue is just it is peak reality tv between two girls who sound super stupid <laughs> so get ready for it how do you get rid of hiccups what how do you get rid of hiccups Drink water upside down, put a pencil in your mouth. Is that possible? So two quick things about that scene. You hear a rogue meow, which is my cat. She's been very vocal lately in waking me up super early. So that's exciting for me. But everybody knows the way you get rid of hiccups is to hold your breath and close your eyes. That is it. That is the way to get rid of them. I guess when I was little, my mom used to put like a little bit of sugar on a spoon and then put water on that spoon. So a spoonful of sugar made the hiccups go away. So now just hold your breath and you'll be fine. And also drink water because it probably means you're dehydrated. And I want you to be a little hydrated, bitch, okay? So at the end of that, the doorbell rings and there's like a huge flower arrangement delivered, like giant. And the guy's like, are you Lauren? And Heidi's like, I'll be Lauren if it means these are mine. That's how she talked. That's how she sounds to me in season one. Of course, her voice changes as does everything about Heidi. But at the beginning of like season one or all of season one, I guess she always sounded like so excited and ready for the day. And now if you watch her Snapchats, she's just like, dear Lord, hear my prayer. <laughs> but Heidi jokes that it's a tree and we find out it's from Jason. The note simply says, 
to Lauren, love Jason, I miss you. And Heidi's like, you don't miss Jason. Or or do you miss Jason? And there's really no answer. Lauren just kind of gives her like a look. I really, I think Heidi was a great friend during Lauren's relationship with Jason. You know, she was very open about Jason coming back into her life, but she didn't totally trust Jason. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, Heidi could deal with Lauren dating someone she didn't like. Why couldn't Lauren date, uh, deal with, you know, Spencer? Jason wasn't, oh, Jason actually, the rumor is that Jason's actually the one that started the sex tape, like, rumors. Of course, Spencer took the heat for it. Lauren always said it was Spencer, but Stephanie Pratt says it's Jason. Because I was going to say, well, Jason wasn't selling stories to the tabloids about Lauren when actually he may have been. If I could ask anyone a question, it would probably be that. Like, what the fuck happened? What what happened with that sex tape? And I don't care if there was one or if there wasn't one. Like, that's none of my business. But I do want to know who started the rumor. Who wrote the note? Like, like uh, Jersey Shore. Now we have a fashion closet moment. And Whitney keeps talking about how she has no boys. She's so single. Like, with her G. <laughs> that was That's always a gross noise, but I tried to do her G noise. And Lauren talks about Jason and how Jason cheated on her. But she never got a real apology. And if she did get a real apology, then she probably would have forgiven him and been with him again. So she was like, if he put in more effort, then I would have been with him. Like, I would have forgiven him. But we all know who J-Wall is and how J-Wall can do no wrong in J-Wall's eyes. And, of course, that goes with, like, addiction and all of that. But, again, at this point, we don't know Jason has an issue. We know he likes to party, but we weren't aware of all of his you know, all of his issues. And we always love talking about how Jason is now a great guy, great dad, great husband, does a lot for addiction centers all over California. I just want to give that little PSA because I feel like sometimes, obviously, we're talking about a show that happened 14, 13 years ago, but there has been a lot of growth from most of the people connected to these shows. So I'm not trying to just like bash them and be like, that's who they still are, because I think we all know that's not the case. A lot of them have been able to grow and become better people, as you should do <laughs> in life always. Now we're at Bold House Productions, little hot Brent Bold House. I wish I wasn't attracted to him, but I see him. I'm like, you little hottie with your fucking mushroom haircut. I can't handle it. And Heidi's answering phone calls. She's having to file things. She's calling other people. We find out she's very busy. Like, this is not the job she wanted. She wanted a job where she could just party, and that was that. That is not this job. This is a very busy, high-end PR events company. And again, I know that she said, like, working for Brent was totally fake, but I do think in, like, season one, they really believed that these jobs were real. She really believed that she was hired as assistant number two for Brent. That's just how I feel about it. I know a lot of people probably feel a different way. That's totally fine. We can all have our own opinions. But it's just it's just a quick scene to let us know Heidi's job is not what Heidi wants her job to be. That's simple. Lots of filing, lots of phones. It's hard for her to keep up with it. So Lauren gets home from class and she has another message from Jason. But one of the bigger moments from this scene, in my opinion, I don't know if you guys remember the robot dogs. Like, the all-white ones in their face would light up and I think played music. It was called an iDog by Hasbro. And they had one right next to their phone. So that's like a Bluetooth speaker now, right? <laughs> like, that's what you would think a Bluetooth speaker would be. But instead, we used to have little robot dogs that played music rather than a little speaker. Because we all had to be extra in 2006. But it's basically Jason just saying, you know, I haven't heard from you and I miss you and call me back. 
So no, we don't see her calling back or anything. Like it just goes to her getting ready. It's a getting ready montage. She's putting on her eyeliner, putting, making sure she looks good. She wears a pair of pearls. And I believe those are pearls that Jason actually gave her at one point. And we aren't totally sure where she's going at this point. You know, she's walking into a restaurant and it's kind of like, oh my God, is she going to meet him? Is she going to meet him? And she sits down and then you see the spiky gelled hair and you're like, that's Jason. That is way too much gel for anybody but Jason Waller. We see him. He's a little bit like rougher looking than he looked in Laguna, although he looked 42 on Laguna Beach. He's looking about 43, a little bit more mature. His chin strap isn't as like fine. It's grown out more. It's more like a beard, but the chin strap is still like (laughs) is still very noticeable. But their dialogue's so awkward and Jason's just so awkward. He's like, um, yeah, I don't know. I did that. And I never ugh, like rewatching. I'm just like, I don't like you, Jason. Like, I can't stand you. And I'm going to play a little audio clip of Lauren kind of reading Jason to filth. I don't I can't say that line, but I really like it. Like when you read somebody to filth, I'm here for it. It doesn't sound right coming from me, but I'm going to leave it because it felt right. OK, <laughs> so this is her just kind of like talking to Jason about how he made her feel during the whole, you know, I watched you kiss Jessica during that whole moment. Well, it was like, it was a hard situation. It's like, here's a guy who I really like, and he's done something really terrible to me, but I still like him, but I can't be with him. So it's almost harder. You know what I mean? Like, you kept telling me, like, like I was different. Like, what we had was different. But then you, like, went and did the same thing. I didn't think it was just like, you know, like something that was going to happen over the summer. I really, I thought it was going to like last longer. I wanted it to. That's why I got so upset. Usually it was, I mean, I don't even know what I was thinking. Same since we live in LA now. Start fresh. And listening to that clip, it's kind of like, wow, Jason, how many girls did you cheat on? Like, were you cheating on everybody all the time? We already know you were cheating on Jessica. Did you also cheat on Alex? I mean, you did cheat on Alex. I'm with Jessica. I don't know. It's just like such a hard scene to watch because if you read Lauren's books, like her L.A. Candy books, I do think that there's a character that is both like a Jason and Brody mix. I I don't I haven't read the books in a long time, so I don't really like remember all their names. But it was something about how like she had to break up with someone, but she felt bad because it's like who would take care of them now? And I think Lauren actually mentioned that about Jason. You know, she she ended up kind of just being an enabler almost because she wanted to take care of him. She knew he wasn't well and she wanted to make sure he was okay. So it's kind of like when they broke up, she's like, who's going to take care of him now? She mentioned, I don't know if this is book or real life, okay? Like what I'm about to say, I can't remember if it's in the book or if it's real life. She'd have to go pick him up when he'd be passed out at a bar or she felt the need to, that type of thing. So, So it is tough when you love someone with an addiction, I've talked about it on other podcasts. My mom, really bad alcoholic. I have three cousins who were heroin addicts. So addiction is a fucking bitch. Dealing with addiction. I I do have an addictive personality, but I've been lucky enough to not really. Maybe drinking here and there. I've been able, I've I've had to pull myself back, but I've had to like be, take care of addicts. And it's not an easy thing. It is really hard. And it gets to the point where you're like, am I enabling this behavior or am I trying to help? I don't know. It's a really, it's a tough line to walk. So that's kind of how I felt, back to my original thing, that's kind of how I felt about Lauren and Jason. She was always trying to take care of him, 
And when you're younger, you're watching it and she's like, you're like, oh, that's the bad boy. Like, that's the bad boy who's going to change and be good for the good girl. When in reality, it's like that's an addict and that's someone who really cares for this addict. And she wants to change her ways so she can help him find his. I don't know. It's really confusing. It's really hard. I'm not a therapist, psychologist or anything. Just speaking from my own experiences. So I just want to talk about that real quick. Like say that. Obviously not a doctor. (laughs) But I, I mean, I do. I can relate to her in some ways. But when you're watching it when you're really young, it's just like, oh, she just she loves the bad boy. He's such a bad boy. It's like there's more to it than that, like when you're watching it back. Okay, so I also wanted to say Lauren's accent is like so strong in that. Like she always sometimes I'm trying to do it right now. She'd be like, you know, (laughs) it's almost like a New York accent. And I'm about to butcher a New York accent. I'm sorry if I offend you. I've actually decided I'm not even going to try it, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. It sounds like she's from like upstate New York or something like that. But it's so strong in that last audio clip. If you didn't pick up on it, I want you to go back right now and listen to it. I'm like, where did that come from? You've always lived in California. (laughs) So now after their date, next morning, we're at the Bolt House staff meeting. And it's a weekend for in Vegas for the Palms Hotel Grand Opening. Fun fact, if you've ever been to Vegas, the Palms Hotel is not on the Strip. It's very confusing. I turned 21 in Vegas and we celebrated at the Palms Hotel. And this was before Lyft and Uber. So we had to take, we took a limo. My brother got me a limo. But I was like, oh, it's not on the Strip. This is weird. It's obviously like a super cool hotel. You just kind of expect it to be on the Strip. But anyway, this is when it was opening. Opening weekend for the Palms Hotel. And Heidi's all excited. She's like, Hell yeah, trip to Vegas. This is what I signed up for. This is the job I wanted. And Brent quickly goes, um, you can't come, Heidi, because you're not 21. And her face just like drops. It sucks. I'm like watching. I'm like, wait, I actually do feel bad for her at that point. Like FOMO is real. She could probably be like, um, I have a fake idea. I can do it. <laughs> but she didn't. So no Vegas weekend for Heidi. Now we're back at Teen Vogue and Blaine walks in and he tells Whitney to make copies. Again, I wish Blaine was in it more. He's just like, Whitney, make copies for me. Bye. And he walks out. So she gets up and leaves. And during this time, Jason shows up at Teen Vogue with flowers in hand. And he's all excited to see Lauren. And Lauren's all excited to see him. And Whitney walks in. She's like, oh, who's it? Like, hi. And Jason says hi. So they're introduced. It's very awkward. You can tell Whitney's like, I don't really want to be a part of this. But here I am. And Lauren gets up to leave to ask Blaine about a lunch and leaves Jason with Whitney, who asks where her flowers are. She's like, where are my flowers? And he's like, oh, next time. Next time I got you. And she goes, it's never me. (laughs) It's like a really awkward silence. She's like, it's when's it going to be my turn? And Jason just kind of like, because at this point, nobody knows Whitney. Like nobody. Whitney's just the friend who hangs out with Lauren in the fashion closet. Works with Lauren, not hangs out with Lauren. But they end up heading out to lunch, and during this lunch date, we find out that Lauren used to go fishing with Jim on his boat. Like, that was their thing. They used to catch dinner, come home, cook it up, and it was one of her favorite memories. And Jason quickly says he wants a boat, and she goes, "Why would you? what would you do with a boat, Jason? And he goes, take you fishing on it. And it reminded me of the jacuzzi scene when Jason was like, I live anywhere I or I want to live on the beach with you like when he when he would do his baby talk to Lauren so that's what that reminded me of and she was like oh I hope you guys remember the jacuzzi scene season two when they're at his grandparents mansion but it makes you kind of think Jason's a changed man but no we see right through that we see right through that shit we know Jason 
back to Bolthouse. This whole episode is basically like, like I said before, Lauren and Jason, Heidi and Bolthouse. So back at Bolthouse, we finally meet Elodie. She's Heidi's Whitney, basically, like throughout the seasons. I mean, the two of them fight. And a lot of people have asked me if I've reached out to Elodie. Elodie hates the way that she was portrayed on the hills. That's what I've been told. And she doesn't want to ever talk about it, basically. So I doubt that she will get on the podcast. A lot of people also ask me about like getting guests on the podcast. And it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Like I can admit that. But don't don't lose hope. Okay. <laughs> very Like I said, very Cavallari people are kind of easier to get on because we live in the same city. Whereas, you know, Laguna people, they all have lives. They have jobs. They have kids. So it's a little bit tougher. And Hills people just don't talk to me. So that's also a little bit tougher. But we, like I said, we meet Elodie and... Heidi keeps saying she wants to work nightlife and Elodie is basically just like you have to pay your dues and then you can do the cool stuff and Heidi did not like that answer you can see Heidi's face change and that's that Elodie's like people are jealous of my job and they had her job title up but I didn't remember to write it down and I apologize I think it was like events coordinator or something like that so back to the closet with Lauren and Whitney we see that Whitney put her flowers in water because Whitney's just the kindest human on the planet. And yeah, it wasn't even like a scene. Like they just sat down and Lauren was like, my dad always said flowers mean I'm sorry and chocolate means I love you. Like she brought that full circle. Jim Conrad wisdom full circle for us. Next scene, Lauren is poolside with Heidi and Heidi finds out that Lauren is talking to Jason again. Heidi's like, how does he like Los Angeles, Hollywood, whatever? And Lauren's like, he's having fun. And Heidi goes, of course he is. Shade, Heidi. So obviously, Jason had these partying ways way back then. And I think we always knew that. Like, season two of Laguna, you see him sneaking champagne into homecoming. And Heidi tells her to be careful because she knows how hurt Lauren was. And she was like, if he hurts you again, I'm going to kill him. That simple. After that moment, we're back to Bolt House. It's just, it's so weird, like, the storylines and how they edit this. Luckily, the editing gets much better throughout the seasons. But the first season, it's like, wait, wasn't she just at the pool? Like, what's happening? But Heidi's overwhelmed and she feels like she has no support from anybody. And then Brent's like, I want a tuna sandwich. And he asks for certain things. I think he asks for, like, lettuce, tomato, pickles, something like that. So she has to run across the street, picks it up. She forgets his drink. And she leaves again to go pick up the drink. But instead, she calls Jordan saying she wants to quit. She's like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I want to quit, which is the second episode in a row. So 50% of this season has been Heidi wanting to quit her job. (laughs) First, she quit school. Now she wants to quit her job. Now we're at a movie date with Lauren and Jason. And there is no one in the theater except a random dude in an orange shirt. (laughs) Like you see, you don't see his face, but you just see like a bright neon orange shirt a couple rows behind them and Lauren jokes about how packed it is and Jason reminds her that he she picked the movie so she can't say anything the movie starts the theater goes black and then we are brought to Jason driving his nice ass Range Rover up to Lauren's apartment he gets out of the car walks around gives Lauren a big fat kiss right on the lips and says we'll hang out soon it's a slow motion kiss It's a a really cinematic, beautiful moment. (laughs) But they kiss. Jason leaves. And Lauren's like walking by the back pool with a big smile on her face. So at this point, you're like, oh, I guess we forgive Jason. I guess Jason is a changed man. We love Jason now. I don't know what that voice was. (laughs) But I don't know. Rewatching it, you're just like, girl, he's playing you. Because we obviously know the outcome. And I really wish I could find the 10-year look back that Lauren did 
because they do talk about Jason like when they break up and have to see each other again because they've been broken up for about a month before that scene was shot and it's like a little it's an outtake it wasn't used for the show obviously but she's like you're on something I see you're on something she was like that's why the scene was so much harder because again she wants to take care of him she wants to make him feel better but that is it that's the end of the episode they kiss it's over no Audrina Jordan or Brian this episode a little bit of Whitney but her only job is to always ask Lauren what she's doing that's why it's so wild to me that Whitney ended up having her own show I never watched the city I know a lot of people tell me I should but Whitney is just she's sweet but like it's boring for me to listen to Whitney like I can't imagine her holding her own show and I know a lot of people are like well Olivia Olivia they always tell me about Olivia and I'm like I don't care to get to know Olivia (laughs) so let's get into what's going on in the teen mom world right Janelle Evans is allegedly divorcing David so what I think is gonna happen because of how like how well it's going is she's still going to be with David. I think they're going to get divorced, but I think they're still going to be together. But she wants to be back on MTV because she's very aware that there are no other career options for Janelle Evans. She tried to sell her eyebrow kit. Only 150 units were sold. And, and that's crazy, right? Like, she has a ton of followers. She still has so much support. But she still has so many insane followers who support her up and down and left and right but she decided she's leaving David because it's not good for her business anymore no fucking shit he also like killed your dog that's another thing he he shot your dog let's talk about that real quick he has like made you live in the woods and isolated you from everybody it's just really crazy I don't know I mean I still think that he's very involved. I think that this divorce is only a legal thing, but I think they're still going to be together because she wants to be back on Teen Mom. And honestly, no, I really hope they don't take her back. Like, I am praying they don't take her back. I feel like I don't like Teen Mom anymore. I still watch it, but I don't really like it. You know, this this new girl, Jade, really stresses me out. Um... Kale has changed a lot. Kaylin. I used to actually really like her and I still think she's a great mom, but I think she's like so cocky now and like really rude. I still, I think Leah's great. I know Leah had her dark days, but Leah, she really stepped up as a mom and everything. And her story with her daughter having cystic fibrosis is like the saddest thing. But I love watching her really succeed too. You know, she, she, this past episode, she just went to like a special camp where she could kind of learn to be herself and more independent, which is really cool. And then Chelsea, everyone knows like, I mean, if people don't like her, it's because she talks like a baby. But other than that, I mean, she's great, in my opinion, at least. (laughs) But Janelle needs to not. And Brianna, I actually do like Brianna. I like her two daughters. They're so cute. Cute. I just just said that like Jason. surprised Jason didn't call Lauren cute this whole episode there's still time there's still time also someone was like if you do every episode of Laguna Beach I mean of the hills that's 74 weeks and my heart dropped because that is a long ass time but we're going to continue to do one episode a week for now we might do more than one episode I keep saying we but we're all in this together guys (laughs) it's a very conversational podcast even though it's just me But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I am probably maybe do one or two episodes a couple times just to knock down that 74 week because when they said that, I was like, wow, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot to take in at once. So anyway, I do unfortunately think that Janelle Evans is going to end up back on MTV. Shame on MTV if they do take her back. So far, Amber has also missed out on jail time. I don't know if you guys remember a few months like over the summer, she chased or allegedly 
chased her boyfriend with a machete and threatened to kill him. And for now, she's on probation for like six years and random drug tests. So we'll see how that goes. Amber's another one who should be off MTV. Okay, now getting into some questions. Somebody asked why didn't they show Dieter and Steven on the Hills and Talon, who was in LA as well. They were all friends. They all hung out together. I think they just wanted Lauren to have her own life. Like they didn't want her to be only Laguna remembered, if that makes sense. I think they should have done it. I I mean, I've talked about that a lot before. And maybe the boys didn't want to be on the show. Maybe Steven was really trying to become an actor. Maybe Dieter was as well. Because I know they all were still friends and all still hung out. I know Talon thought he was like a big shot, so he was not going to be on the hills, I'm sure. He was ready to be a singer, actor. He was dating everybody in Hollywood. He was busy, okay? He didn't have time to be on the hills. Somebody said that Shannon and I balance each other out so well. Thank you. I actually appreciate that. I think that... I I mean, I think we do. I think we're just different enough where I and also like we do challenge each other. You know, we have different opinions on things. What did I bring to the office potluck? Um, I don't cook. <laughs> I am a bad cook. I can cook like chicken. Um, I always make like um turkey burger patties, things like that. But as far as potluck goes, I'm gonna tell you what I did. Went to the store and bought some stuff. <laughs> Last year, we actually had a um cookie contest like Everyone had brought in cookies and you tried them. And what I did, I'm such a crazy person. I bought cookies from the store and put them in Tupperware. So nobody knew that I didn't cook the cookies. They eventually figured it out. But <laughs> but yeah, that's what I did. That's what I do for potlucks. I was actually thinking like I can make some like pasta dish maybe, but I don't have an oven at work to heat anything up. So potluck, all I did, I brought some chips, brought some cookies and called it a day. What do I think the worst impression that Laguna Beach in the Hills gave to young girls? That's a really good question. I think I've talked about it before. I actually, someone was like, asked me about this before and it was something about how they all looked, but I think the girls looked pretty healthy. I do think in later seasons of the Hills, they looked really thin, but for the most part, I'd say they all looked really healthy. I think they were in bad relationships. I kind of feel like maybe that's the one impression that it was. They're all in these like really bad relationships and stayed in them. But that's any show that you watched about high schoolers, like not just Laguna. I will say Laguna made me like want to be blonde really bad. (laughs) I feel like I feel like MTV was like brunettes suck. Like that's that's what I remember. But when it comes to like impressions that I had when I was younger, I got a lot of them from like Britney and Christina. Even when I watched Real World, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to get this drunk and make out with random boys. Okay, that's what I'm going to do then. So not so much Laguna in the Hills which is kind of funny. But I would say definitely more like Real World, The Challenge, The OC, One Tree Hill. Shows like that really, really put a big impression on me more so than Laguna or The Hills. How to stay friends with an ex. You don't. (laughs) I don't think you should be friends with your exes. And I think that just kind of like holds the door open for some kind of miscommunication. In my opinion, when you break up with someone, someone's always hurt, more hurt than the other person. So I would just not be friends with an ex. That's how I feel. (laughs) That's how I feel. I don't know. I'm sorry if you are still friends with your ex. Like, it's cool if you're able to, but I just don't think it's a very good idea. I know what Shannon and I talked about. Shannon talked about it more so than I, but like in a breakup, I think it's best for all communication to be cut off. Because in my, how I felt in the past is like, I'll still be holding on to just a little bit of hope. Like there's still that little, little bit where I'm like, ah, and then you got to be like, no, 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 no. Can't do it. Somebody asked if I got Taylor Swift tickets. You guys are probably like, stop fucking talking about Taylor Swift. But this is it. Okay. 
I did get them. I got them on the Capital One presale day. I'm going to the August 1st date. So if you're going August 1st, let's hang out. Let's talk some Taylor. Let's talk some Laguna. Maybe I'll do a little biatch meet and greet if anyone is at the Taylor Swift Gillette show. Um, I went, it was crazy because like you got in line on Ticketmaster and it said 2,000 people plus ahead of you, but you had no idea. I waited like 40 minutes and then once you're in there, it's like the Hunger Games. And that's when I realized if I was in the Hunger Games, I would not do well. I was like clicking on a couple different sections. I'm like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. So I'm in section 111, um, row 12 or 11 or 12. And I'm so excited. Um, originally, I was supposed to go with some people from Laguna. So I was going to go to the LA show, but it just didn't work out. There's nothing like no drama behind it. It just didn't work. And I'm going with one of my best friends, Rich. And we've been best friends since eighth grade. He was my eighth grade boyfriend. And I was also the first person he came out to after high school. Love him to death. We're going to have a blast. If you are going to the show for real, hit me up. Let's let's hang out. Let's talk. Let's let's get some drinks, except not really, because drinks at Gillette are like $30 for one. OK, maybe not $30, but like I'm not paying 12 bucks for a twisted tea. OK, <laughs> I'm really excited about that. I'm trying to think the first week of December. I'm not sure if there will be an episode because I'm going home. I'm going home for Thanksgiving and I can't wait. Also going to my 10 year reunion. And I'm a little actually nervous about it because I've gained a lot of weight since high school, first of all. Like, <laughs> I've always kind of been a little bit bigger, but I've gained a lot of weight since high school. Not that I really think anyone's going to, like, hit on me. But funny story. Okay, this is a little bit of a throwback. New Year's Eve 2016 going into 2017. I hooked up with someone who I graduated with. But this will be my first time seeing him if he goes to the reunion. I don't know if anyone knows other than my close friends. Maybe he told his close friends. I don't know. But just a random moment in my life. I am excited though. I'm excited to see some people I haven't seen in a long time. There's only so much you can get off like Facebook and it's always nice to see people you you were friends with who remembered you from high school. But there is still that little nervous piece because like I wasn't cool in high school. You guys are like, yeah, I believe it. But I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't invited to like parties or anything. I was friendly with a lot of people, but I only really cared about my core group of friends, to be honest. So yeah, that's kind of what's going on with me. Thanksgiving, I am going home. I'll be home for a week. Excited to see my friends, my family. It's been a while. I haven't been home since June. So it, it's, I need to go home more. Like every six months isn't cutting it for me. But that's why you hear the sponsor at the beginning. So hopefully I can go home more. So yeah, first week of um, December, you probably won't have a new episode, but you might have a Christmas present episode. A lot of you want me to talk about a certain thing that I haven't talked about in a while, ever. Talked about ever on this podcast. So you might get a Christmas bonus episode about a certain season. And that's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I can't really think if there's anything else going on. I did get an award at work. I got a service award. So that was very exciting for me because um, I've talked about not feeling appreciated before. So that was cool. I don't know what else to say. So I'm just going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you do have any like specific questions, please DM me. And I will talk to talk about it on the podcast. And oh, real quick, as I always do at the end when I remember I'm going to talk about something, but then forget and then I remember. A lot of you ask what podcasts I listen to and I'm starting to really open up because now I do the podcast thing, right? So now that I like understand the podcast thing, I'm starting to listen to more podcasts just so I can learn from them. So my favorite murder is always my top podcast. Uh, Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino and chicks in the office are the top three that I always listen to there's also one by the account pop goggles I don't know if all you or now with he changes handle to it's Jeff Epstein 
which is his name. Like, just want to say that. That is his name. He has a podcast, Pop Goggles, that's really good. And yeah, that's where I'm at this week. Like I said, we hit 47, which is fucking crazy. And thank you guys so, so much for all your support. Like, I want to get teary just talking about it because I can't believe you guys care. I do put a lot of work into this. I know you guys take time out of your week to listen. So thank you so much. 47, that's fucking nuts. And per usual, I did forget to talk about something. Brody and Josie broke up. Brody at 36 and Josie at 22 are donezo. Love is not real. But they there was a um article about it that I read and Brody said that they were getting too serious. Brody has some issues. Like, can we all agree Brody has some issues? I feel like people think I'm hard on Brody, but like, damn, dude, you're like 36. Granted, I'll probably be single at 36. Like <laughs> this route at this pace, like I'm very aware that I'll probably be single as well. But it's kind of wild that like his 22 year old girlfriend wanted to be more serious than he did. Maybe that means she wasn't into like sleeping with other people or something like that. Not that I'm judging people who have an open relationship. Like if you do that, that's awesome. Whatever. Like as long as you're not hurting anybody, I literally don't give one fuck. Yeah, I just I want to address that really quick because I always forget about things. And a lot of people were like commenting that he's never going to be tied down. And I think that's correct. And poor Josie, maybe maybe she'll get her little moment on the Hills reboot. We can only hope. But all right, play Peter Pan by Kelsey Ballerini and think of both Brody and Jason. Okay, have an awesome rest of your week. Goodbye.